From the Breslin Center to Little Caesars Arena, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. The views and positions expressed in this program are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the views and positions of the game 7.30 a.m. Some may find the content of this program controversial or offensive. Time to play the game. Be ready. Put on your big boy pants and buckle up. This isn't a safe space for weak takes or whining. You can say that this sports radio show is offensive-minded. Call the show at 517-300-4263. Text or call us through the game, 730 AMF. Message the game, 730 AM on Facebook. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back again. Beanie's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Here's your host and professional Hellraiser, Beanie Friday. Welcome in, everybody. It's a day that ends in Y, so there's another update to the Michigan scandal, but we are in full-blown weekend mode. Dr. J just inhaled two donuts. I, I have nothing to say. Yes, I did. Totally breaking decorum around here. You're supposed to be limited to one. Nobody said anything about that. You had two donuts. There were two donuts left. I assume everybody else had them in the morning, like you do with donuts. You have violated leftovers. A, you violated a sacred rule around. You were here. the one who encouraged me to get the second one. You know what? I said, is, "Would it be wrong for me to go get another one?" You said, "No, go ahead." Just so, because I could do this whole bit. Ah, uh, okay. I'm not ashamed. I don't feel bad. Jessica, I'm glad I ate the second donut. You broke the rules. You might as well be ma- wearing maize and blue. <laughs> Well, why don't we start there, shall we? It is a bean counter edition of the show, by the way. Total combined points between Michigan State and Indiana, if anyone cares anymore. Price is right rules in effect. Whoever is closest without going over will win a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse of downtown Lansing. All the ways to get your bean counter picks in and any of your hot takery all that kind of stuff. Post me up if you want. Whatever. Cool. I'm here for it. 517-300-4263 is the phone number. Email the show, beanie at wvfnam.com. 
You can use the free game 7.30 a.m. app. Click chat in the main menu to send us a free text message or use Facebook. Search Facebook for the game 7.30 a.m. Uh, to send us a message or post a comment. Okay, so here's the news today. Started around what, like 11 or noon when Michigan abruptly announced it had fired linebackers coach Chris Partridge. Well, yeah, uh, they didn't really say anything in their one paragraph release about that. And they said due to employment or employee privacy, they could not comment any further. Uh-huh. Sure. Well, look, we all know what this is about, right? And then Yahoo had some more details. So let me read you from the story at Yahoo Sports, sports sports.yahoo.com. Headline, NCAA's evidence versus Michigan Michigan included booster involvement in scouting scheme, attempted destruction of evidence. Okay, my drops aren't working. Great. (laughs) It was so anticlimactic. Could I just have... One day. Oh, no. One day. (laughs) Where all of the technology will do what it's supposed to do. Do you want me to pretend to be the drop? (laughs) What was it going to say? It was going to be the, the, here. Oh, I see what happened now. This Ah. is a different drop than what I'm normally uh, using on here. This is all very boring to the listener. (laughs) Here, I'll try it again. Headline. NCAA's evidence versus Michigan included booster involvement in scouting scheme and attempted destruction of evidence. So much better. See, I think I could have recreated that. Before it just would have been. (laughs) Okay. Listen to this. This is wild. Buckle up. The NCAA presented the University of Michigan with new evidence this week, including that a Michigan booster may have at least partially funded Connor Stallion's advanced scouting operation and an assistant coach allegedly participated in the destruction of evidence on a computer after the scandal broke, according to sources. Wow. That was... I did my best. That was stirring. Yes. You're welcome. The in-studio audience, very impressed. The many talents of <laughs> Jessica Gibbons, including oh the ability to somehow eat two donuts without <laughs> chewing either. I love donuts. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. They were delicious, and I would do it again. Well, it was, it was remarkable. I knew something was going on because you didn't speak for like three straight minutes. <laughs> Anyway, let me continue with the Yahoo Sports story here. The revelations altered Michigan's and Jim Harbaugh's legal approach. Well, there you have it. We wondered, now, why would would the University of Michigan, which for the better part of the last two weeks has been so obsessed with the execution and uh, and being afforded due process, why would they all of a sudden abandon that obviously very principled stance? Mm Mm-hmm. Could it be that, A, it was all BS to begin with, just to delay any and all punishment until after the season, to best ensure their odds of winning a national championship this year before the hammer drops, and that they found out more of the the cards that the Big Ten and NCAA had in their hand? Well, that turns out that's what it is, according to Yahoo Sports. Let me read more. 
Both the school and Harbaugh dropped an attempt to secure a temporary restraining order against a three-game Big Ten suspension. A hearing had been scheduled Friday morning in Washtenaw County Circuit Court. The school also announced that linebackers coach Chris Partridge had been relieved of his duties as a member of the Michigan football staff. Multiple sources say that Partridge is not alleged at this time of knowing about the advanced scouting by Stallions, but acted after the fact to cover up evidence. All right, I'm going to stop right there. Dr. J, help me out here. Mm-hmm. Is, there, is it possible that he didn't know about the scandal but still could have tried to destroy evidence? No. Well, I don't think so. I, I can see what they're saying, right? Tell, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. Okay. So it's possible he had no knowledge of it while it was going on, mm-hmm. but since the Stallions thing broke, now he knows about it mm-hmm. and then tried to de- destroy some evidence that he, uh, before that he didn't know even existed. Is I, that possible? That's possible. That okay. makes sense to me. Okay. That must be what they're saying then. Anyway, continuing with the Yahoo story here. Sources, to, and this is the best part. Sources. T- <laughs> oh, boy. I can't even get through it's it. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right. Um, let me try to gather myself here so that I can execute this to the best of my abilities. Sources tell Yahoo Sports that a booster named in the NCAA report as Uncle T. <laughs> <laughs> Help fund the alleged scheme, giving Stallions thousands of dollars for expenses. Ah, so you mean to tell me that the AP story from a couple of days ago when the Associated Press uh, announced it had submitted an FOIA FOIA request for any and all expense reports from Connor Stallions and Michigan, by the way, responded in record time to that FOIA and announced that uh, there are no expense reports from Connor Stallions as it pertains to the illegal scouting scheme. Hmm. Now, I didn't talk about that on my show in real time, and I was posted up by several Michigan fans, Dr. J. Oh, okay. Who accused me of not wanting to share positive developments. Yeah, you were burying the the evidence. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, um, what was really happening was I thought that was a Mm non-story. And as I discussed yesterday with... The Dream, Mm -hmm. Steve Goff. I don't think that exonerates Michigan the way the fans in in the Michigan fan base seem to think. Because, well, Dr. J, you're a big true crime fan. Yeah. Do you think Jack the Ripper submitted his expense (laughs) reports? Exactly. All that means is that the, you know, sign-stealing stuff wasn't funded through the university. Well, not openly. Yeah. But Yahoo's reporting it was through a booster. Right. So, yeah, that, that, didn't, that story didn't amount to what they thought it amounted to. What do you know? Michigan fans misreading something. <laughs> kind of like all last week. <laughs> oh, the Big Ten screwed up now. They better buckle up. We've got high-powered attorneys. We are coming after you. Mm-hmm. And eight days later, here are those high-powered attorneys for Michigan. My official response. You hate to see it, but more than that, you love to see it. Is it possible I could use every drop on this board before the show is over today? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Okay, here's more from Yahoo's story. The third-ranked Wolverines play at Maryland tomorrow. The development comes 
from a nearly month-long scandal involving Stallions. Officially a recruiting analyst, he is alleged by the NCAA of sending friends to the games of future Michigan opponents in an effort to film sideline play signals. While stealing signs is not prohibited by the NCAA and is a common practice via game film, television footage, or during a game, advanced scouting is expressly prohibited. Harbaugh has staunchly maintained that he has no knowledge of how Stallions was able to break down opponent's signals. He almost certainly knew Stallions was stealing signs, but presumably assumed it was via standard practices. Stallions resigned from the program earlier this month. All right, I don't, I'm not going to read more of the recap here. According to sources, the NCAA has yet to find any evidence tying Harbaugh to the scheme. However, the investigation is ongoing and remains in its early phases. It is possible the NCAA could uncover new information, including the knowledge of other staffers or assistant coaches on the Wolverine staff. Okay, so look, the big news today, Michigan firing linebackers coach Chris Partridge for allegedly attempting to destroy evidence related to this illegal scouting scheme. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is, it was at least in part funded by a booster for Michigan Athletics known colloquially and I'm not making this up, as Uncle T. (laughs) (laughs) So creative. Naturally, since I read this story at like noon, I can focus on only one thing. The identity of Uncle T. Mm, Yes. So, of course, I marched in here and immediately at like 12.56 p.m., I approached this studio and said, Tim! Are you Uncle T? (laughs) And I can report that Tim vehemently and vociferously denies being Uncle T. Good. Okay. Phew. Twitter took off speculating Uncle T was Tom Brady. Oh. Man, would that be great. But uh, apparently not. No. Dan Wetzel, also from Yahoo Sports, is reporting Uncle T is not Tom Brady. Now, listen. All joking aside, it's pretty clear who Uncle T is. If you really want to know, you can find out. I'm not going to mention the name yet because I don't think that would be prudent at this juncture, as the 41st president <laughs> would say. <laughs> not going to that. I wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. Oh, by the way, did you see Dana Carvey's 32-year-old son passed Mm-mm. in an accidental drug overdose? Very sad. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. George H.W. Bush was one of Dana Carvey's impressions on SNL. Anyway, um, if you want to know who Uncle T is, it's out there. I'm just not going to say the name yet because it hasn't been like made official, but it's pretty obvious who it is. So I'm not a journalist anymore. I can come on here and I can just recklessly speculate. Fine. Yes, it's all true. But I just don't want to do that yet. You can find out who it is, though. I will tell you this much. Uncle T was very involved with. I think it's an NIL collective for Michigan called the Champion Circle. And you can find all this information. It's freely available online. So Uncle T was a very high-powered member of the NIL collective there. That's awful close to the program. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Beanie, if you know who Uncle T is, why don't you just say it? Again, look, it's, it's pretty common knowledge at this point who it is. Just check out Twitter or any of the message boards. You can find out who it is yourself. I just don't want to say it because it hasn't been officially reported. I just, you know, I don't feel like that's my place. Mm-hmm. But I am confident that that's right. That's who it is. But if you're so confident, why don't you say it? I just explained why. 
How can you be so confident if it hasn't been made official? Okay, here's why. Because look through, first of all, I, I saw a lot of Michigan fans talking about this. I think they would have more credibility than, it, than me on that. But the name they've mentioned, if you go and look, there is someone whose first name starts as, with a T and is a man, so presumably could be an uncle, <laughs> <laughs> on the board of directors for the Michigan's Champions Circle. Also, if you just do a, a slight bit of Google maneuvering, you will see that one of the board members' pages has been pulled down today. Oh, well, uh-huh. don't you find that a little conspicuous? That's suspicious. Yeah, look, Michigan is really good at scrubbing things from the internet, but they're not perfect at it. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job during the Dr. Anderson thing of removing all color photos of, of Robert Anderson from the website because their whole defense was, this happened so long ago, even though the guy was on staff as late as like 2005 or something. Mm -hmm. There were color photos of him. They just purged them all from the internet before this really took off. I've told you a million times, they really are the leaders and best at PR and oh, manipulating yeah. things like that. They are. And that's, I'm, I'm, I wish Michigan State were. That's not a put down. No, it's a compliment. Yeah, they're really good at it. But um, no one's perfect. And, you know, there's always a, a trail digitally. And you can find it. You can find this guy. He's out there. If you really want to know Uncle T's identity, it's out there. A board member of the Champion Circle NIL Collective for U of M. Mm -mm -mm. By the way, <laughs> this is great. The Champion Circle is an official partner of Michigan Athletics, personally endorsed by Jim Harbaugh. Who? Uh-oh. You can find on the Champion Circle website a quote from Jim Harbaugh with his face right next to it. Champion Circle embodies the core values of our program. <laughs> Let me repeat that. The Champion Circle embodies the core values of our program. <laughs> it continues by providing NIL opportunities for our student athletes that are transformational in nature and not simply transactional. They provide valuable experience to our players to build and monetize their own brand while simultaneously stressing the importance of in utilizing NIL opportunities for good. Oh. I consider them to be a trusted agent and encourage our Michigan family to support. Okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read any more of that. You get the point. Mm -hmm. This is all very inconvenient for U of M right now. I mean, very inconvenient. Yikes. And this is my favorite development so far. Some Michigan fans on one of their message boards, the On3 affiliate, the Wolverine.com, their message board there is called The Fort. Or I guess Spartan fans call it The Fart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, on The Fort, they have uncovered the message board account they believe belongs to Uncle T. And in fact, some say definitively do. Oh. And they have found some pretty incriminating posts from 2021. Yes, please. Why does that matter? Because 2021 is when this alleged illegal scouting scheme started. Now, let me read you some of these posts from this person they believe is Uncle T. Hold on, I can't get it to load now. All right, so there's a whole thread in there from 2021 where they're talking about how Michigan has, uh, remember this is 2021, they're talking about how Michigan has come up with 
a new competitive advantage. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's problematic in and of itself because I've been told that the illegal scouting provides no competitive advantage. Okay, but let me read you some of this stuff. Oh, this is incredible. I just lost it again. I can't get this screenshot to stay open. Okay, here we go. This post on the fort, the Michigan message board, from November 28, 2021. I think this was right after they beat Ohio State for the first time in, like, what? The first time since 2011, I think. Unsung Hero Award goes to Fort member, and they put the name in. He made a suggestion that paid off for Michigan in a big way. It's a competitive advantage. Won't say what it is, but thank you so much. We need to lock it up. And then this person who they think is Uncle T writes, he made a suggestion, and it was a very good one. Michigan wins with intelligence and creative thinking. Hmm. <laughs> that also sounds a little suspicious to me. <laughs> oh, this is great. You mean to tell me Michigan is involved in the worst cheating scandal in college football in a while? And the worst ever real-time cheating scandal. And they're going to get brought down by a super fan that they hired as an analyst. And then a couple of super fan fanboys involved with their NIL collective who found a way to gain a competitive advantage illegally and then gloated about it <laughs> on a message board. <laughs> That's what's going to bring them all down here. Isn't it just... That's the most pl- Michigan way to go down. It's so brazen and arrogant. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Ha, we figured out a way to get an advantage. No one's ever going to know. And we're going to talk about it on our public <laughs> message board. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. This story is incredible. It just... Every day, there's something new. Look, they fired a coach today. They fired an assistant coach. Not an analyst, not a grad assistant. They fired a bona fide member of the coaching staff today. The linebackers coach, Chris Partridge, was fired for allegedly trying to destroy evidence associated with this whole scandal. And that's not even the top headline today. That's how crazy this thing is. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Look, I know it's the holidays, kind of, even though it was 60 degrees yesterday. (laughs) Technically, I guess it kind of is the holiday season. I don't think so until after Thanksgiving. Michigan has apparently a big believer in the holiday season starting early, too, because Mm -hmm. they've already given us the gift that keeps on giving. Right. I'm serious. Like, I cannot get over how every day it gets worse. And I look, I don't think we've even begun to scrape the bottom. Oh, no, it's going to keep happening. Based on some things I've been told by... People who know a lot better than me. Yeah. Also, look, I've said it before on this show. Look at how the the brazenly, you know, propaganda-addled Michigan sites like thewolverine.com, look how their people are talking about it. These are people who don't like to publicize anything other than complete cotton candy soft fluff about U of M. And they're out there. Chris Ballas wrote today, buckle up. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, another one of the guys who works there, one of the 
quote-unquote reporters for the Wolverine is a guy named Clayton Safi. Safi? I'm not sure how to say it. Uh, I've never had him on this show, and I don't know him at all. I don't think I've ever even met him. But I, th- I think he goes on the huge show quite regularly. And this is a guy who, like, passes himself off as a Michigan beat writer, right? That's, mm-hmm. what, he, that's what he calls himself. Let me read you something he posted on that message board last night. So he was responding to another poster who wrote this. This random Michigan man said, maybe I watch too many cop shows and crime dramas, but do you think the NCAA could plant evidence or fabricate something in order for the investigation to go their way? And then Clayton Safey, again, who passes himself off as an actual journalist who covers Michigan for the Wolverine.com, and I'm not making this up. It's still You can go find it yourself. He wrote, I wouldn't put anything past anybody. What? That's a guy who pretends to be a reporter. That's ridiculous. Can you believe that? No. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, they're going to plant evidence just to take you down. So to rehash where we are, this started as a it's not true. And then it was, everyone does it. Then -hmm. it was, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. Just change your hand signals. Yep. Then it was, well, they can't do anything about this in the season. Mm -hmm. Then it was, Ryan Day and his family are behind this. (laughs) Then it was, literally everyone else does it. Uh We have proof. Then it was, here's dirt we've collected for years on other (laughs) schools. Then it was, yeah, well, we're going to lawyer up. Oh. And we're going to take it to you, and you're going to wish you never got into this mess with us. Then it was, we're going to leave the Big Ten. (laughs) And now it's, the NCAA is probably planting evidence and fabricating developments. Where can we go from here? (laughs) I don't know what's next. (laughs) The only thing that I can perceive that they haven't, tried to leverage yet as an actual reason is they're going to say, oh, Connor Stallions, <laughs> Connor Stallions was an Ohio State surrogate. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, like, what, what else can they say? We're running out of crazy to spew in respect. By the way, again, that's a reporter. Mm-hmm. And I got people who call up this show and tell me there's no such thing as a blue wall. Are you freaking kidding me? That's some delusional stuff right there. You've got people in the U of M quote unquote media core spinning conspiracy theories that would get your your ass laughed off of the QAnon 4chan threads. What? Oh, I just thought of a new one. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, you know, it started with Steel Team 6. Uh-huh. And then it was Hail to the Voyeurs. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, my. This is the winner. Are you ready? Okay. This needs production value. Oh. I'm going to unveil my new name for the Michigan scandal. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Blue Anon. <laughs> yes! You've done it! I think that's the winner. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's it's pithy, it's mm-hmm. catchy, and it's a direct one-to-one. The mm-hmm. way these people... I'm. It might be worse. Like, the QAnon people would be like, hey, guys, tone it down. (laughs) This is a little wild. (laughs) Just think about it logically. Why would the NCAA be after Michigan? Like, why do they want to take them down? Dude. It doesn't make any sense. There's no... It's nonsense. That's the whole problem. We approach this from reality. 
So, of course, it'll never make sense to us. You have to approach it from a place of complete mental instability. That's the only way. <laughs> that's the only way to defend it anymore. One of the biggest programs in college football and the NCAA is out to get them. Right. Come on. Right. Well, okay. Look, it's, is it the first time a fan base has said that? No. No, I've heard this. I've heard this. Look, every fan base has a certain segment that reacts this way and will exhaust every potential excuse and conspiracy theory before they take responsibility. There's an element of that to every fan base. We have an element of that here. I've heard what those kind of people in Michigan State said during the Nasser stuff. Mm-hmm. There was some pretty crazy stuff going on there. As recently as just a few years ago, I had people calling in to a prior incarnation of this show, Michigan State fans calling in, trying to validate that technique that Nasser used. Ugh. Uh, oh, that technique? You mean sexual molestation? Mm-hmm. That technique? Mm-hmm. So my point is, there's an element of every fan base that does this, that is so completely unable to, to think critically about their own team. They're so compromised that they will, they will voluntarily choose obviously fictional conjecture over hard evidence of reality. That's, that's, that's a part of every fan base, right? Mm-hmm. The difference is with Michigan, it's a much larger chunk of the fan base and in fact, it bleeds into the media. Don't believe me? Just tune into this station any weekday between 6 and 9. I mean, he has that Clayton Safey guy on, and they're both just spinning cute blue and on yarns. Blue and on? <laughs> you know, well, Clayton, do you think it'll be tomorrow or the next day where Harbaugh drops this big evidentiary bomb on Ohio State and totally flips this thing? Brought to you by Miller Lite. <laughs> it's time for the huge conspiracy theory of the day presented by Brand Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Harbaugh was assassinated by the NCAA and replaced with a reptilian clone. Oh, no. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh was assassinated by the Clintons mm-hmm. and replaced by a reptilian clone that was grown in a Petri dish and turned gay by fluoride in the water. <laughs> oh, boy. We'll be right back after these words from Miller Lite. Oh, boy. That's the kind of stuff that's coming from their media core. And I am here for it. This is delicious. Mm-hmm. By the way, I've taken a lot of grief for that. For what? Well, I get a lot of, you know, the Michigan fans that call or message into this show, or even in, like, my own personal life. When I get going on this, they just say, you're loving this, aren't you? Yes! Yes, I am! Of course! That's not a secret! No! Also, you say that as if I should be ashamed that I'm reveling in this. Last I checked, when Ohio State was going through Jim Trestle gate, and he got fired, and they had a limbo season and certainly a few weeks ago when mel tucker self-destructed spectacularly i think it would be a fair characterization to say michigan fans were loving both of those oh absolutely and you know what that's completely fine and normal yeah it's okay it's okay to revel in schadenfreude because especially in big time college football what's bad for your rival is good for you and vice versa that's normal when Michigan fans come at me and say, well, you, you're just all over this because you enjoy this. 
what what's next? You're going to criticize me for needing to breathe? <laughs> yeah, well, you have to eat every day or else you'll die eventually. <laughs> yep, I'm normal. <laughs> the difference is, I'll admit it, you guys won't, but why? It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's the weirdest argument, you know? Like they're trying to shame you? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're shaming me for enjoying just the spectacle of, of they're shaming me because I'm watching Michigan burn down in a dumpster fire and I'm liking it. Uh, newsflash, everyone outside of your cult is enjoying this. You're the only ones who aren't. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the problem. When you're in a cult, you shut off the outside world. You don't know what other opinions are. There's only the opinion of the leader. Right. Dear leader. Mm -hmm. And that opinion is we did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And chickens were formerly nervous birds, but now they're high productivity, low maintenance birds. And we love them. I don't understand the chicken thing. Anyway, bean counter contest edition of the show all day here. Other stuff. You want to weigh in on the latest Michigan development, the latest blue anon development. Ooh, that's good. I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. That's out there for you, too. I've got an MSU coaching search update, and I might melt down. I might. Oh. Dr. J, it's your job to keep my blood pressure from entering hypertension levels. I, I can't take that job. And it is a Friday. So that would, you know, I really don't want to start the weekend off bad. But it's really all on you to salvage There's this. There's no way to stop you. All that and more the rest of the way here today. It's offensive-minded. I'm Beanie. This is the game, 730 a.m. Oh, before I get out, I want to remind you that the game 7.30 a.m., our local U.S. Marine Corps Reserve and the Salvation Army are teaming up once again to collect toys for tots. Every child deserves to wake up to a new toy on Christmas morning. Every one of them. And with your help, we'll make sure every kid in the Lansing area gets to do just that. So between now and December 8th, drop off a new unwrapped toy at any of these collection points. These here studios, 3420 Pine Tree Road in Lansing, Blaine's Farm and Fleet near the Jackson County Airport, uh, Hudson Inc. and Charlotte Mason or Williamston, Alumni Hall next to the Apple Store in Eastwood Town Center, or Mother and Earth Baby Boutique. That's at 100 East Cesar Chavez Avenue in Old Town. Members of the Marine Corps Reserve will work to distribute toys to underprivileged kids in mid-Michigan uh, throughout uh, or in mid-December. Together, we'll make sure every kid in the Lansing area has a Merry Christmas. The Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He shoots, he scores on a backhand. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. He scores from the right side goal line. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. You might be mad at what he just said, but it's okay. He's ready for your opinions, too. Beanie Howell with Offensive Mind on Lansing's only sports station. The game, 730 a.m. Uh, Chris Partridge is feeling that one today, isn't he, Dr. J? <laughs> sure is. Yeah, he's in the bread line. The linebacker's coach for U of M fired today. 
allegations uncovered by Yahoo Sports are that he allegedly attempted to destroy evidence associated with the illegal scouting scheme. I covered that already. If you missed it, check out the podcast. We podcast each and every episode of Offensive Minded in their entirety. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts, and they're free. Just search for Offensive Minded. That's out there for if you want to weigh in on it. Obviously, it's a bean counter contest edition of the program as well. Before I go any further, you like these, Dr. J, these little spoofs I've done with the Michigan fight song? I love them. They're great. Which one's your favorite so far? The Cops Bad Boys one is pretty good. Okay, we can work that back into the rotation. I have a couple other new ones we haven't played yet. Ooh. I mean, the the opportunities are just endless here. Mm -hmm. The story just keeps getting wilder and wilder. That could be one we do. Wasn't that a Rihanna song? Uh, Well, you were a wild one. Mm -hmm. What? You got rid of your stop. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you said that. That was a programming note. It was important. When Sorry. you say something like that, make sure the audience knows it's a programming note. Programming note. 517-342-63. Jeff, what's up, man? Well, let me get you the pick first. I'll go with 39. Dr. You J says you're on the board. Go ahead. And please quit picking on Dr. J. There's no <laughs> such thing as eating only one donut. <laughs> Thank you. Exist. Not even at the office where there need to be enough to go around. Who's ever in charge of the donuts needs to buy more. That's right. pretty simple. Exactly. Who is in charge of the donuts? I have no idea. Is there a donut fairy? <laughs> there was today. <laughs> okay, well, look, I'll take it under advisement, Jeff, but uh, I'm still going to criticize her, so. All right, well, blue and on, with everything that's going on and everything that keeps coming out, I think I even read today that they almost were ready to, to, to take Harbaugh and only give him a two-day instead of a three-day until this whole coach thing came out. Here's my favorite part. Everything's going on, and Harbaugh still walks around like Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. I know nothing. That's what I love about this whole thing. Yeah, and look, uh, it's red meat for the fan base. They all buy it, and they're gobbling it up. So is it just me, or is it, like, unpredictable where this goes from here? Because I keep feeling like we've hit the rock bottom, but it keeps developing an even lower base, right? You even brought up a couple of things I hadn't heard earlier in the day. So, yeah, I don't think this thing's over. It's going to mushroom even more. And and uh, I'm relishing it. It's a great time right now. <laughs> yeah. And, the, hey, look, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, they do the same thing when Mel Tucker self-destructed here or anytime our board of trustees is in the news. Hell, Michigan fans had a had a good time with the Hitler thing on the scoreboard. I don't blame them. I, w- I had a good time with it, making fun of State. That, it's okay. It's okay to enjoy your, your rival, you know, shooting itself in the foot. That's totally normal. Yeah, we all do it, and... And some of us just uh, handle it better than others. That's that's exactly right. It's just sour grapes. All right, man. Thanks. You're in the drawing, too. Appreciate it. I'll keep right on moving. Caller, you're on the air. Who is it and where are you calling from? Uh, Tim from Lansing. Hey, Tim. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Brandon? I'm good. Do you want to give us your pick first before we go into anything yeah. else? My total points will be 41. Dr. J? All good. Go ahead. What else? Yeah. Um, Michigan, all they're going to do is shoot themselves in the foot and be honest. Hardball is going to be gone at the end of this season. Yeah, uh, one way or the other, I agree. I, I, I thought that before this even started. So, um, But w- what do you think that means, though? Like, what does it mean for them once he's gone? Like, it's still going to be an issue. Yeah, it'd be good for Michigan State. 
I yeah. I mean, it has to by default. But I think more of it falls to Michigan State taking care of its business, though. Still, right? Yeah, but Michigan State has dropped two RAs of Michigan back to back, and I'm sick of it. But those are going to be vacated, right? Oh, are they? So they never happened. You know. Well, right. You know, but how does that? It's good for the thing. It shouldn't be that way. If you win it, you win it. Well, look, the, the, the vacation of wins and championships is a toothless penalty. It doesn't, right, yeah, it doesn't it wipe it from our memories. And they might strike it from the record book, but it still happens. Somebody, somebody won it. That's yeah, what I mean. If you you're strip right. somebody of a championship, somebody won that. You're right. And that's why Michigan is, you know, rushing to, to, or trying not to rush and get everything pushed till after the season because even though they know if they win a national championship, it likely will not count. It still happened. It's they they remember it, and I agree. Like it's it may not technically count in the record books, and you can't hang a banner, but it still happened. So I get uh, their strategy. I'm put, Brandon, I'm gonna put you on the spot real quick. Um, is Michigan State gonna win less than twenty or more than twenty? Basketball, you mean? Yes. This... I'm gonna say uh, you got my. I'll say mine first. I, I think they're gonna win less than twenty. Do you mean whole season or just regular season or what? Whole season. Whole season. Oh, yeah. I think they'll go over 20. Oh, okay. I mean, they did last year. And I think by the time it's all said and done, by the time we get to March, I think they will be a better team than last year just because they have better players now. But look, um, we talked about it a couple days ago. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Uh, You know, I think it's going to be another year where they have close to a dozen or so losses, and they ain't getting through the Big Ten with just, like, four losses like some people thought. And I'm going to tell you right now, 20 um, double-digit losses is not going to be – it's not my – it's worth my while even watch them that they're going to have double-digit losses. It's not up to the standard. It just isn't. I agree. And if they do that, it'll be a fourth straight season of that, which that's not supposed to happen at good. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too, Brandon. Israel has spoiled me over the years. Well, don't be sorry. There's nothing. It's no. Keep that standard. Somebody has to. If they aren't going to, it's up to us to, to hold them to that standard. Right. Right. I'm just saying that Israel is the one that may be that way. Right. So. Yeah, and look, that guy has high standards himself. So I'm, you know, I'm sure he's feeling pressure to get back to what they typically have been under him. But I just, I don't think it's going to be too pretty as as we may have and thought you it would. I know the truth, too, Brandon. I've been following hockey a little bit. Yeah, I love, I love Michigan State hockey. They have really, they're really packing the house there. It feels like the old days a little bit. And by the way, they opened up a critical two-game set tonight at Munn for where first place in the league is on the line between them and Wisconsin. So big weekend for MSU hockey. It is. I never thought I'd say this, that I'm starting to really like Michigan State hockey again. Well, it's a we needed something positive. So thanks for the call, Tim. I'm up against it. All right. You take care. You too. Have a good weekend. Let me get a couple more of these uh, digital submissions in, Dr. J, okay? Okay. Let's see. Well, I read, we got some of them in over the break, right? Mm-hmm. So let's go over those. Uh, what did John Freeberg and Holt want? He wanted 47. And we gave that to him. Mm-hmm. Spinebender wanted 51. Yep. Spinebender and Hazlitt, okay. Who else? Kenny and Hastings. Yep. At 46. Okay. I got <laughs> We're all caught up now, right? Uh, Bassboat Randy. 
Oh, yes. Why don't you go ahead? You know, it's a mystery every week. We never know. This guy is all over the place. 69. Nice. <laughs> all right. A couple more here. Ready? Yeah. Bucky and Langsburg wants 43. Uh, hold on. Yep. And then Annie Morris in East Lansing at 31. Okay. All set? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Let me read a couple of messages before we get out. Uh, oh, my gosh. Sorry, I lost my spot. Spinebender and Hazlitt. He says... Sorry. Dr. J has donut privilege due to her sultry voice and <laughs> sultriness in general. Aw. Well, I don't know you. about that. <laughs> I can eat as many donuts as I want to eat. Well, I'm not saying... I'm going to go back and eat two more. It's not about... I'm, I'm not saying you should limit yourself to how, many, how much food you eat. I'm saying it's a... Richard move to everyone else in the office. It's not though because it's a Friday. Everybody else has gone home. That's and not those donuts true. are just sitting there. Maybe they could be left for the cleaning staff. It is the holidays. Nope. Nope. We've got a producer here who eats enough for four people. You're a monster. Uh-huh. You're Scrooge. Sure. Uh he continues your spine better than Hazlitt says, I wonder if there's an ant tea trophy wife that was in on this whole thing. Yeah, me too. And does she have donut privilege? Hmm? <laughs> Worth asking. Uh-huh. Okay, we're all good there. I think we're caught up with him. Oh, he says, also, I'm on board with Blue Anon. It's a perfect parallel for Michigan fan base and the Michigan media. Yes. <laughs> okay, Dr. J validates I, your opinion. I agree. <laughs> uh, Hobbs says, Hobbs and Puamo, he says, dude, keep ripping huge. It's the best. Yeah, look, I think I'm pretty fair, right? I think I dish it out when necessary and when called for, right? Mm-hmm. And then let's see. Gosh, I'm not doing a good job right Did Hobbs have a pick? No, he did not. Okay. But if you want one, go ahead and send it in, Hobbs. Mark and Holt. Hey, Beanie, love the show. Can you please have the brand steakhouse spokesperson on your show? It would be so incredibly entertaining for us. Thanks and keep up the good work. Does he mean can I have huge on the show? Is that what he's asking? I, I don't know. Yeah. I highly doubt it, considering we're on at the same time, live, that is. And then he's tape delayed here from six to nine every day. Uh, so that would, in and of itself would be a logistical problem. I also don't think he wants that smoke. Because I'm not going to play along, right? I, I just, I mean, I'm not going to be personal about it. But, I mean, would you want to walk into a fight where you're the intellectual lightweight? I don't think he would either. Plus, I have facts on my side. Hard to win arguments when you don't have the facts, when you just have hurt feelings. 517-300-4263. Caller, you're on the air. Who are you calling from? Where are you calling from? Lansing. Uh, sorry, I meant to ask what your name is, too. Magnanimous Mike. Oh, hey, it's been a while. How you been? Yeah, I've been doing all right. All right, man, what you got so, for us? Do you want in the, you got a pick for the drawing first? Yeah, give me 34 if it's available. It is. You got it. What else? All right. Uh, it's just funny, like you said, listening to these people defend, like, on the Michigan thing. It's like they don't have a foot to stand on, like you said. Like, it, it was listening, not, not to bring up Stout's show, but he had called the lawyer, and the lawyer said, you know, if you have an artist, you hire to paint something, you want that artist to paint it. But I don't want that artist to use stolen products. Mm. Yeah. Or somebody else's, you know, like, it's like, listen to the argument. Of course they weren't going to go to court. Like, 
It's like, it yeah. was, anyway. You're allowed I to bring up Stout Show, by the show. way. It's not a bad thing to bring up Stout. We're on the same team. You know, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I just, like, I didn't listen to any of your points, and I heard that yesterday. I didn't get a chance to say it, like, on their show or listen. I just, I thought when the, when um, Abu said that, I said, I'm not, I'm a, uh, a, a high school dropout, and I will argue that in court. <laughs> I don't want him using stolen stuff. I was like, I just, it's like, it's terrible. <laughs> All right, man. Anything yeah, else? I'm like, who's this guy? He's got, what? You got anything else for us, Mike? No, sir. I'll listen to y'all talk. Thank All right, man. Have a good weekend. And one more before we get out for break. Caller, who is this and where are you calling from? This is Ray from Hope. Hey, man. How you been? Good. How you doing? Good, too. Give us your pick before anything else. All right. Is 48 available? Yes, it is. All right. Go ahead. What you got for us? And I was going to say, I just wondered when they say Harbaugh can't be at the game, I think this weekend doesn't mean much, but of course, the Ohio State game, it'd be interesting if, uh, you know, somebody had a cell phone on the sideline and he could give them a call and let them know what they should be doing over there or whatever. Um, that's not, no, you can't do that because you're not allowed to have outside communication when you're on the sideline at a game. And the only reason I know that is when D'Antonio had that heart attack back in 2010. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, well, he's laid up in the hospital, but he could just, like, text in to Treadwell what he wants to do. But, no, that's not allowed, apparently. Oh, okay. I was figuring that would be something they would come with. Also, Well, you know what, Ray? Uh, it's not like that's a consideration for them, obviously, whether something is allowed or not. So maybe they will. <laughs> yeah. And what was the name that Dr. J said for it when it first came out? Oh, she said hail to the cheaters, which I thought was incredibly yeah, lame. It was it was pretty I lame. Thought that was awesome. Oh, what? thank you, Ray. Ray. I just thought that was really awesome. I was like, <laughs> Oh, come on. Blue okay. and on is so much better. Blue and on is better. I, I I will say I put very little effort into that, Ray. Oh, couldn't tell. And it's yeah. it is pretty lame. I'll give I'll give that to, to Beanie. He came up with a, a better one. It sounded cool. <laughs> but um also, you know, if you got a lawn john with cream filling, <laughs> chocolate frosting, then you could have two because that's just, you know, they're the best. I love those too. I but think there's one of those left, actually. Oh, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. You know what, though? Just one is like 700 calories. Mm -hmm. These are from QD, too, so they're the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, they are. And on a side note, Tim needs to not get so bent up over Michigan State. I think he was upset with... Uh, basketball or something the way he was talking was caller like, tim was you like, mean yeah 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 he like, will be all right i'm going to the game tonight so we will see if they can beat baylor and butler it it's butler tonight or butler i'm sorry it'll be a uh, pierre brooks's return to the brisland center yeah that's what i heard i bet he's gonna look like a completely different player too <laughs> well i understand that he lost a lot of weight and stuff so i'll be interested to see what he looks like i bet he'll look better than he did at michigan state yeah, that's what I heard, so that's pretty interesting. All right, man. You're in the drawing. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Bye. Blue Anon's better than Hale. It cheers. is. I agree. Plus, it required a little bit of creativity, at least. Yeah, you put me on the spot to come up with a name, <laughs> and I was not interested in spending any time on it. Uh, one more call here. This says uh, William or Bill. Is that right? You got to turn on. Oh, the, sorry. Yeah. I screwed the, the mic up. Go ahead. Is this William or Bill? Hi, this is Will. Will, where are you calling from? Calling from Okemos. 
God's country. I live right up the, the road in Hazlitt. Okay, so uh, you got a pick for us before anything else? Uh, oh, you're doing the numbers. Yeah, uh, just yeah, total. I got tw- uh, 24. Oh, yeah, you definitely get that. Yep. Someone knows how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Well done. Okay, what else did you get for us? I just wanted to say it's completely entertaining. I usually don't get a chance to listen to you. Completely entertaining about all the Michigan stuff. I've been a Spartan fan my whole life. And with all the problems going on with Michigan State program, it's a rather entertaining diversion mm-hmm. to have things going on bad for them down the road. Totally That's agree. From your lips to God's ears, Bill. <laughs> So, so so have a good one, and uh, I appreciate your show. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate you. You have a good one, too. Look, I, I don't feel bad about it. Mm-mm. I don't think they feel bad when Mel Tucker can't stay out of the headlines and can't keep his hands off himself when he's on the phone Yikes. in a hotel to a <laughs> rape survivor. No. So, And by the way, they should, they should have fun with that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Dance on your rival's grave. That's what makes college football, college sports great. The rivalries are what makes it special, what takes it to that next level. It makes it, like, personal, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, in my family, it is personal. <laughs> your family is divided. Yeah. It's always an awkward Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, your uncle's going to have a rough time. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's not going to enjoy Thanksgiving this year. But he's he has, like, multiple degrees from there yeah, and all that. Yeah, he actually went there. Yeah, he's he's not going to have a fun time this this Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, my boyfriend is going to go after him about this stuff, I'm sure. Well, and he should, because if roles were reversed, and they have been, it's been the other way, I would presume. Oh, yeah, absolutely was. And that's the natural order of things. It, it should be. When Michigan fans complain, like, oh, you're awful invested in what's going on with us. Uh, yeah, like Bill just said, have you noticed we've needed any kind of distraction at all? <laughs> we've got a coach who can't help himself when he's on the phone to a rape survivor at Red Roof Inn. Oh, boy. We've got a board of trustees that somehow is more embarrassing than that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The actual football product on the field is abysmal. Mm -hmm. The basketball team peed down its leg to start the season. I have a feeling we're about to blow this coaching search real bad. Mm -hmm. The presidential search is down to one person, and somehow they're going to screw that up, I feel like. How? As Tim Stout would say, they're going to screw up a two-car funeral. (laughs) In this case, it's a one-car funeral. Oh, boy. I have no confidence in any of this getting done right. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate Michigan screwing up. You're damn right I am. And if a Michigan fan's got a problem for it, you you got a problem with that? I'm sorry. All I hear is this. (laughs) Take your medicine. It's offensive-minded. Not, oh, I feel bad for you-minded. It's the White Law PLLC Tailgate Show on the Lansing Sports Network, the Big Talker 1240 WJIM, and Classic Rock 94.9 MMQ, a tradition in Lansing for over 20 years. With your hosts, the Dean of Sports, Tim Stout, and offensive-minded host, Beanie Howell. Powered by White Law PLLC. Doubting Industries, Shoepan and Sons Recycling Industrial Services, Gravity Smokehouse, and Chandler's Top Shelf. This is the White Law PLLC Hellgate Show. WWVFN. East Lansing. A town square media station. The game. 7.30 a.m. Lansing's only sports station. From Comerica Park to Jackson Field. We've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios. We make friends by accident. On the game. 7.30 a.m. 
From Comerica Park to Jackson Field, we've got the sports opinions that matter to you. From the Driven Collision Studios, we make friends by accident. On the game, 7.30 a.m. Five fourteen in your capital city. You like this one, Doctor J? This is a good one too. We got a lot of these hail the victor <laughs> spoofs. Yeah, if you're just joining us, the big story today: Michigan fired their linebackers coach Chris Partridge for allegedly attempting to destroy evidence related to the illegal scouting scheme. And then later on, Yahoo Sports reported that there is a high-level booster allegedly involved by the (laughs) moniker Uncle T, who helped fund this thing. So, uh, look, that's where we are right now. You want to weigh in on it? That's fine. I've already done my piece if you missed it. Uh, I don't want to do it again because I'd like to get to other content, so you should check out the podcast. We podcast each show in its entirety, each episode of Offensive Minded. Just search for Offensive Minded wherever you get your podcasts. Like what, Dr. J? Like Apple Podcasts? Spotify. Amazon Podcasts. Or all that. the Game 730 AM app, which is free in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. There you go. All right, check that out if you missed it. But yeah, and that's still a fair topic if you'd like to talk about that. Kevin from Lansing called up during the break. Didn't have time to come on air, I don't think. But he mentioned um, Chris Partridge, and I'm glad he did because I'd forgotten about this. But Chris Partridge was one of those package deal hires. And what do I mean by that? He was the head coach at Paramus Catholic in New Jersey when Michigan landed Rashawn Gary out of there. Mm. And this is part of how. They hired Chris Partridge to the staff as well. Now, this, is, this isn't terribly uncommon. But, uh, yeah, Kevin's point was, why didn't they cut him loose once <laughs> Rashawn Gary was gone? Must have liked him, I guess. I don't know. But it is interesting. You make a jump from high school to linebacker coach at one of the premier football programs and all of college football, yeah. I mean, it's a business move to try to land Rashawn Gary, who didn't really do much at Michigan, but has in the NFL. He's become one of the top pass rushers in the NFL and just got paid by the Packers. Four years, I think, $100-plus million. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm glad he mentioned that. By the way, State has kind of done that before. Remember Cody White? Kevin mentioned him on the call, too. Cody White, the wide receiver from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. State had hired his dad, Sheldon White, who used to work with the Lions and I think is back in some front office in the NFL now. State also hired former Cast Tech coach Thomas Wilcher to the staff in a really nebulous role. They never really announced what his role was. And let's be real, like it was a, for a recruiting benefit because he had a connection to Cast Tech. He coached a lot of those guys. A lot of the best players in the state of Michigan come through the PSL in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, once those, once his connections dried up with the kids he coached, State cut him loose. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, yeah, that's out there if you want. It is a bean counter contest edition of the show. Give me the total combined points between MSU and Indiana tomorrow from Bloomington without going over. Prices right rules. Whoever's closest wins a $25 gift certificate to the Nuthouse in downtown Lansing. One more here, Dr. J. Robert in Lansing wants 40. Yeah, 40 on the nose. Okay. Good. He's got it. All right. I think we're caught up. So now I wanted to shift gears. There is an update in the MSU coaching search. 
So let me tell you where we left things yesterday. There was the rumor going around that the Board of Trustees, embrace yourselves, this is going to be shocking news to you. The Board of Trustees is muddling it up here. Ugh. And they want the president hired before they officially hire the head coach. So listen, is that the worst thing? Not necessarily. I'm fine with it if it only costs a couple extra days or a week. Now, remember, the state news is reporting MSU had two finalists and someone on the board apparently leaked the two names. And to me, what's to me an obvious attempt to get one of them to drop out, and it looks like it worked. The Texas San Antonio president dropped out. The lone finalist now is Kevin Guskowitz, the chancellor at North Carolina's flagship campus at Chapel Hill. He sent out a press release yesterday saying he was considering it. I don't like that sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that if he was all about it, why wouldn't he just take it right away when they offered it? So that's probably not a good development. And if he says no, that's really going to screw up the timing for the football hire. Because if he says no, they got to go back to the drawing board and start with other people that search firm identified, which would really suck. What I'm saying is we all need to be rooting for Kevin Guskowitz at UNC, the chancellor at Chapel Hill, UNC, to take this freaking job so we can hire a football coach. Because stuff is going to really pick up now. There's two weeks left in the regular season. Interviews will actually be happening. And look, the early signing day is right before Christmas. They want to get someone in here to salvage what they can of what's left of this 2023 or 2024 class, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then to do a little extra before signing day. So whomever it is, whether you're urban or bust or you're all about Jonathan Smith, it doesn't matter. The point is they got to make a move like this should they they should have the coach introduced by two weeks from now. They really ought to. Will they? I don't know. I don't know. The board is going to screw this up. Well, look, here's what happened in the president's search in my estimation. Knowing how these kind of thing works, the how, how these kinds of things work from the media side. State News reported the board had two finalists they identified: the Guskowitz guy from UNC, and then I forget the other guy's name, but he was the Texas San Antonio president. The board was reportedly deadlocked and couldn't agree, split between the two. What I think happened, and I don't have proof of this, I could be wrong, but based on the history of that board. And based on how these kind of political things happen, if you were a member of the half of the board that didn't want the Texas San Antonio guy, what would you do to make sure it's not him? You would subvert and sabotage his candidacy, right? Mm -hmm. That's what a politician would do. And how could you do that in the cleanest possible way? Leaking his name. So they leaked the names to the media because they knew... That's my take. I don't know this. I'm guessing they leaked the names to the media because once that went public, that candidate would know, oh, half the board doesn't want me. Well, this ain't going to end well for me. I'm out. Or the sheer embarrassment of his name going public while he still has a job would cause him to back out to try to save face. They got their wish. Mm -hmm. But now it's the other guy knows half the board doesn't want him. Now, is that enough for him to leave if they can get the one extra vote they need? Maybe he's had a rough time at UNC with politics down there, like removing a Confederate statue. He got absolutely raked over the coals for that. And it doesn't matter what you feel about that politically. The point is the guy has endured some tumult there. And probably that's why he's on the market. 
I like him, by the way. I don't know anything about this kind of stuff. I just like his background. Okay. He's an, a bona fide academic and built his like reputation on concussion science. Oh, cool. So he's a sports guy. Mm-hmm. Well, State could really use that to try, try to gre- grease the skids with the next football coach here. You know, and that's another thing. Hiring the coach before the president is tricky. There's a lot of coaches who probably wouldn't want to do that mm-hmm. because they want to know who the boss is going to be and that they're amenable to sports and supportive. This guy probably would be. He comes from a big-time Division One sports program, and he's a sports guy. So we'll see. Anyway, here's the coaching search development. And this comes courtesy of Jim Comperoni, Spartan Mag. Uh, if you have a subscription, you can go read it there. But he published an update early this morning with his latest on the coaching search. And I'll read a little bit from it. Actually, you know what? I don't even need to read from it. This is just the nuts and bolts. He says, based on sources with knowledge of the search, there are three candidates, according to Spartan Mag, who have separated atop the field of candidates. And they are, in no particular order, Mike Elko of Duke, Lance Leipold of Kansas, and Jonathan Smith of Oregon State. <laughs> Look, I, I get it. It's not inspiring group, but... They could do worse, I guess. Yeah, but they could also do way better. Oh, yeah. Out of that three, who would you pick, Dr. J? I said before, if I had a gun to my head and I had to pick, I'd do Elko. I would go Jonathan Smith. Mm. I think Elko is probably safer, like higher floor, but I think Jonathan Smith has higher ceiling, Mm -hmm. but lower floor, because he has no connections out here, which are important for recruiting. And it's probably a priority for the next coach to rebuild the uh, burned bridges, courtesy of the Tucker administration, in Ohio high school football circles. Mm Mm-hmm. Not for anything bad, just Tucker stopped recruiting Ohio. Ohio. He just didn't want to fight, you know, Michigan and Ohio State, Notre Dame and Penn State and Ohio. Mm -hmm. Focus elsewhere. Well, I don't think that's a smart strategy. Doesn't work here, I don't think. Anyway, this is the real problem I have. Because Comperoni says there is a second tier below that first rung of the top three, he believes, according to his sources. And here they are. Uh I'm going to try to get through this. Oh, is this where I have to keep your blood pressure down? Yes. Okay. And honestly, I'm I'm doing my best here. I don't want to turn this into a, you know, me just ranting for the hell of ranting. Okay. Take a deep breath. But this, I mean, this is serious, dude. Like we're coming down to the the home stretch here. This is a big freaking deal. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's no small development that Jim Comperoni is reporting these names. I think that means there's something to these names, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. The second rung in no particular order. Ready? Mm-hmm. Toledo head coach Jason Candle. Ugh. Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. Okay. Florida State offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Alex Atkins. Mm-hmm. I've done so well through the first three. There's only one more. I can do this. Okay. And the fourth one in the second tier, Harlan Barnett. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 I am not going to let these dumbasses 
start my weekend off on the wrong foot. Mm -mm. I'm going to keep it together. Yep. I am not going to go into a blood pressure tailspin. No. But I just have to ask, Mm -hmm. why? Yeah. Why Harlan Barnett? If it's anything other than a courtesy. Probably. Maybe that's what it is. A professional courtesy and a little extra because he's one of our own. Yeah. If it's anything other than that, I want every last one of the people associated with this from Halloran down fired. Mm-hmm. Every last one of them. Mm-hmm. Because there is no excuse for entertaining that as an actual possibility. No. That man, God love him, awesome person, appreciate what, he's, what he did here as a player and as a coach under D'Antonio because everything else has been crap. Terrible position coach when Mark D'Antonio's not involved. Terrible. Do people realize before he was elevated to interim head coach eight weeks ago, the story about this program the prior two football seasons had been how awful the secondary is. Guys, he's the secondary coach. Okay, one more deep breath. This fan base has been melting down over the play of the defensive backfield for two full seasons coming into this year. And for good reason. He's their position coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't seriously entertain hiring the man responsible for the play of the worst unit of the worst two defenses in school history. You don't get a promotion for that. No. You ought to be fired. Yes. I'm telling you, I hate the way things work around here. I hate it. Not just here, but this whole Midwest approach of, aw, shucks, we take care of our own. This is a results business. This is the most bottom line of bottom line businesses. Do you know what would happen anywhere else in the world if you had the kind of track record at your job that Harlan Barnett does as a position coach when Mark D'Antonio isn't here really pulling the strings? You couldn't flip burgers at this low of a level and keep your job at McDonald's. Why should he get an interview, whether it's real or not? If there's any ounce of serious consideration being given to this guy, it's over. It's over. None of us should care. And none of us, for damn sure, should be giving money to these people. That guy should not be within 300 yards of this football program in two weeks. And it's not personal. I like him as a person. My dealings with him in like press conferences and media availabilities back in the day, awesome guy. You couldn't find a more convivial, personable coach probably at any level of college football. Awesome dude. He played here. I appreciate that. He clearly bleeds green. That's great. But you know what? So does everyone listening to my voice right now, and they aren't getting interviews. It's bad enough Jason Candle is on this list. Jason freaking Candle, who's been trapped in Toledo for a decade. And in case you're hearing me melt down over Jason Candle for the first time, let me just kind of summarize it for you. 
What's my problem with Jason Candle? Am I morally opposed to hiring a guy out of the MAC or the group of five? No, absolutely not. I'm morally opposed to hiring a guy out of the group of five or the MAC who's been there for anything more than three or four seasons. It's the same approach I have when it comes to minor league hockey players or minor league players in the, in the Tiger system. If you've been in the minor leagues for anything more than three, four seasons, guess what? You're a minor leaguer. You ain't a major leaguer. If you're hearing my voice and you can't understand why I think Jason Candle's a bad idea, it really boils down to this. He's in his ninth season in Toledo. And I'm pretty sure he's not there for the golf courses or the weather. He's there because no one else wants him. No one. Oh, but he's 10-1 and one at Toledo. I don't care. Toledo is the Ohio State of the MAC. My dog could coach Toledo to a regular eight or nine win season. They're the best program in the MAC. They have been for half a century. That's bad enough. But now Comp, who, by the way, is one of the most credible people on this beat and has been for a long time, is reporting they're seriously interviewing Harlan Barnett on Tuesday. I thought this hire was um, in bad shape Mm -hmm. to begin with. We talked about the board's mess. That's not good for this hire. Mm -hmm. the, The context is really bad. The timing, you know, with what's happening to this league and college football in general, very bad. It's a critical juncture, and I don't feel good about the people in positions of influence and power. I don't feel good about what we're hearing through the grapevine. And no, I'm not an urban or bust guy. I think they can make a hire that's not named Urban Meyer, and it could work out. Mm-hmm. Probably not as fast, right? but it could still work out. But I've, I'm reading today that Jason Candle is in serious consideration and that Matt Campbell is in serious consideration. That's Candle was his protege at Toledo and took over when he left for Ohio State. And look, I, Matt Campbell, I'm not really high on. I feel like his star really started to dim the last couple of seasons. I don't know why he didn't jump then. Mm-hmm. I get that old, Iowa State is one of the hardest places to win at. And he has authored like four of the greatest seasons in Iowa State history by winning eight games. And they're on their way to doing it again this year with a ton of injuries and they lost players from the gambling scandal. All well and good. It's just why is he still there? Because nobody else wanted him. That's why. College football is real easy to figure out. When it comes to the stock of other coaches, if you've been stuck in a dead end job for more than three or four seasons, that's because you are the equivalent of a coaching dead end. These jobs find the right people. They attract each other. That's why Jason Candle is still in Toledo a decade after taking over. That's probably why we're going to wind up with it. And you know what? If, if the choice is between him and Harlan Barnett, light the candle. I'm all on the candle train because at least Jason Candle is a bona fide head coach, even at a group of five level. Harlan Barnett ain't. 
guys, Harlan Barnett is not going to coach in the Power Five ever again after this year. He's going to be an assistant at the Group of Five level till he hangs it up. Pretty much everyone associated with this mess here. Certainly the coordinators. Oh, they have to go. Well, I'm, they're all going to be gone. Yeah. The only one who's going to maybe be retained is Courtney Hawkins because he's developed a few guys and mm-hmm. he's young. And you need someone on staff who's connected to the school in some way, especially if you hire a dude from Oregon State. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, look, you can measure the stock of a coach based on how the industry reacts to him. I've told you since week two, once the season is over and this bloodletting begins, these coordinators, all three of them, they will never be Power 5 coordinators again. Ever. These guys are going to finish their careers either calling plays or calling defenses or screwing up special teams at the Group of Five level. Unless they want to be position coaches again, they ain't getting back to the Power 5. These guys are bums. They are career frauds. And the only reason they made it here is the guy hiring them was the biggest fraud of them all. Use that same approach when it comes to candidates. Now, that doesn't mean guys out of the MAC or group of five can't turn out to be great coaches. Urban Meyer was a MAC coach at one time. Michigan State has had a, a nice little history of hiring guys from the group of five out of Ohio. Mark D'Antonio, Cincinnati comes to mind. Nick Saban, he comes, wasn't he at Kent State? Or was he at Toledo? I don't know. The point is, this is not an anti-MAC, anti-Group of Five rant. Not at all. The difference is, look at the guys who come out of the MAC and amount to something as a head coach. Urban Meyer was at Bowling Green for two seasons. Two seasons. He took over a three-win team and immediately won nine games. The next year, they won 11. Jason Candle took over for Matt Campbell. He got the Iowa State job because he did well at Toledo. Jason Campbell won nine games his first year, and I think... Matt Campbell. Excuse me. Jason Candle, mm. when he took over, won nine or ten games his first two years at Toledo. The next four, they regressed to seven or six win teams. Not a good sign. That means when the program really became his, it regressed. Now, he won nine games last year, and he's at ten and one this year. Fine. I just don't want to do the experiment. I'd rather go get Tom Herman. Who, by the way, is available. Because he's being paid $750,000 per season right now by Florida Atlantic in his rehab job. Why is he at Florida Atlantic if he's no good? Because he got fired from Texas. Oh, why should we have him? He didn't win at Texas. No, he didn't win enough at Texas. Guy averaged eight and a half wins a year. He built Houston into a New Year's Six Bowl winner. Dude can coach. He just got problems in his personal life. And I don't need to go into those. But Zach Smith, the whole thing at Ohio State, he released some dirt on some people when he went down. And Tom, Tom Herman was one of them. Just say, according to Zach Smith, Tom Herman has a little bit of a nose candy problem. Ah, Probably why State isn't interested in him which is a freaking shame because the dude can actually coach. Nope, we'd rather have a choir boy from Toledo. Or we'd rather have a nice guy who won't even cut it as an assistant coach at the Power 5 level. But he's been here a while. We'll give him a real interview. 
And then Alex Atkins, the Florida State offensive coordinator and O-line coach. <laughs> no. No. That guy might turn out to be a good head coach someday. Not saying he has no chance. But what I am saying is I don't want to hire as my head coach a guy who is an offensive coordinator in name only because Mike Norvell calls the plays. And also, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Florida State's offense has only been good since they added Keon Coleman. Mm -hmm. Yes, they could run the ball last year. Fine. But they didn't become this explosive dynamic offense until they went and got Keon Coleman. I don't want to take a flyer on that dude. By the way, he's like 38. Like, can he have some time to develop a little bit first? I don't want to be the school that gives him a job too early. I don't want to do that. My approach the whole time has been you either got to go out and get someone with bona fide proven head coaching and program building experience. That doesn't mean it has to be Urban Meyer. Obviously, that'd be the dream pick. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's going to happen. I want to make that abundantly clear. I think I've been pretty consistent on that. Mm -hmm. But there's I, I'll be honest with you. I'm mortal. There's a part of me that is just hoping and praying all of this is disinformation. That this list of names that someone gave all these guys, including Comp, is just a cover. And that, like, the halftime of the Penn State game, Urban Meyer comes running out of the tunnel in green, and I would faint. Probably because my BAC is going to be point two and up. <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to get through that game, yeah. which I have to be at in person now. Oh, boy. It's poetic, though, after mm -hmm. the rant I went on when that happened. <laughs> now you have to go. I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I'm bitching about it on air that day that it was announced and just torching them, calling them little brother, mm -hmm. you know, second-rate program, Mickey Mouse organization. And I said, you go back and listen to it that day. I said, I realize that I'm going to have to broadcast the White Law PLLC tailgate show from that game. Mm -hmm. I understand. That's my fate. And it is. It is. <laughs> but if Urban Meyer runs out of the tunnel at halftime and is introduced at the That'll be me. <laughs> Sadly, I don't think that's going to happen. But it, look, again, it doesn't just have to be him. Tom Herman. I'd be okay with that. Jamie Chadwell. I don't think they, they want him, though. They don't think the culture would work. He's a Bible thumper. Oh. He's a Southern guy, you know? Mm-hmm. But then they're, they're seriously considering Alex Atkins, who has only ever coached it in the South. What ties does he have up here? I don't know, man. Look, I just... Oh, God. I mean, I don't know what I expected. Why did I expect anything <laughs> different? But, dude, do they realize they're whistling past the graveyard? Mm -hmm. Does Alan Haller know what he's about to do. Now, I have to believe Harlan Barnett is not under serious consideration. I just have to believe. I, ju I think it's a courtesy interview. I hope to God that's true. I hope. And he's a nice guy, so let's give it to him. Let's give him the courtesy interview. Okay, not the job. No, though. absolutely right. not. Well, frankly, look, he's not qualified to be the defensive backs coach anymore. Mm -mm. How the hell is he qualified to be the head coach? Just give him the interview, call it good. I just, I, I don't feel good at all about this. Yeah, it's not looking great, huh? 
And I'm not of the belief that I, I do think it's a critical hire, obviously, for all the reasons we covered. There are a lot of people out there saying this is the most important moment in Michigan State football history. And if they get it wrong, it could cost them for a decade plus. I, I think that's a little hyperbolic because mm-hmm. if they make an absolute disaster hire, they can fire that person two or three years in and start over. Mm-hmm. Now, that really means five to six years down the line, but still, that's not 10 plus years. You know, a lot of it is exaggerated, but that doesn't mean that this could be an absolutely crippling hire. Like, it doesn't mean it couldn't be that. It still could. Like, I, I think there's a ton at stake here. A ton. Specifically, you got a fan base hanging on by a thread. Like what we've been through here the last couple of years, you're real close. State is so close to achieving critical mass of fan and donor apathy. And I know they don't care what people like us think, but am I wasting my breath saying this? Probably. But again, like I said, Like I said in a bit earlier this week, this is actually true. I have to say this because if there's even the chance that one person in a position of influence hears me say this and it changes their mind, I have to do, I have to take it. I have to do what I can. Please do not hire Jason Candle. Please. That guy might wind up being a good head coach somewhere else in the power. We can't risk that. Please. Please do not hire Alex Atkins, a guy who's my age. Please. And nobody should have to say this, but please do not hire Harlan Barnett. I'm just working off the assumption at this point that it's just a courtesy. I because if I, if I go outside <laughs> of that mind, of that um, frame of mind, I am going to have a stroke. I, I just said it so that it was said. Look, I don't feel jazzed about the three guys at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Mike Elko. Fine. Ugh. How am I supposed to be excited about that? Lance Leipold? Okay. He's like 60. Mm-hmm. Also, like, what does he know about recruiting up here? At least Elko recruited for Notre Dame. I've heard people say, well, Lance Leipold built up that Wisconsin Whitewater in Division 2. It might as well be a different planet. They're recruiting completely different levels of player. He has no idea what it's like up here to recruit. Recruiting extremely rural Wisconsin and Minnesota for a Division 2 program, again, it might as well be a different sport. Mm-hmm. Lance Leipold. Jonathan Smith, I don't oh. Look, I like what he's built at, at Oregon State. I really do. We love the beeves. I love the way they play. They're physical. Like, I think what he does would translate to the Big Ten. It mm-hmm. could work here. It's nasty, in your face, physical. It's diverse. He's fixed DJ Uyunglele, which Clemson couldn't figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's impressive. He's an impressive coach. Here's the problem. Well, there's generational trauma from the last John Smith Ohio or Michigan State hired. That was a bit of a mess. So there's that. That's not his fault. But he does remind me of him a little bit. Uh-oh. He's a weird dude. He does weird stuff. He says weird stuff. Am I saying he's going to come in and slap his quarterback in the press conference right in the face? No. 
That's what John L. Smith did. You didn't what? know that? No. <laughs> he slapped Jeff Smoker right in the face Why? in the press conference. Because Jeff Smoker was, I guess, like being a little too self-congratulatory after one game. Oh, boy. So he just walked up there and smacked him in the face. <laughs> that wasn't even the worst time he smacked someone. You can't do that. The worst time was when he smacked himself in the face after Juice Williams punked us here at home my freshman year. Oh, boy. Kermit the Frog was the, you know, the parade master or whatever it's called for homecoming. Oh, we've got Kermit the Frog skits going on on the Jumbotron, and John L. Smith is smacking himself in the face. <laughs> oh, gosh. God, that's what we're headed back for. No. That, that's what I'm trying to get across to Haller or anyone else who may possibly just be listening for a fraction of the show. That's the collision course you have us set for. Please, please, please call Matt Ishbia. Please call St. Andre. And ask them for as much money as it takes to get Urban Meyer. Please. And I'm not an urban or bust guy, but if my choices are debasing ourselves and paying Urban Meyer $20 million a year for five years or Jason Candle, I would rather debase myself. Pay the man. Yep, dude, according to what I'm hearing, like, there's some disagreement whether they've even rallied the donor troops yet which tells me one of two things either state is going to fund this without help which means they're going to hire a no name and pay five to seven million dollars a year or they're being incredibly reckless by not getting the money lined up i I don't know which one is worse Hmm. but please for the love of god if you are seriously considering jason kent or the rumor about tony elliott was true, which I don't believe. But if it is, please, not just for my sake and all of this fan base's sake, but for yours, Alan Haller, for your own legacy. Yeah, I know you did well with the hockey hire and it looks like women's basketball and soft. Fine. Guess what? No one's going to remember any of that if you hire Jason Candle. That's your legacy. Right now, your legacy is giving Mel Tucker a 10-year, $95 million extension. And by the grace of his own unfathomable stupidity, we just narrowly dodged, not a bullet, a nuclear bomb. And you're about to go drop another warhead on us with Jason Candle or Alex Atkins? No, man, no. I don't know what the holdup is, but we got the money. We got the Brinks trucks. If Urban Meyer tells you no because he just doesn't want to coach again, I can live with that. Or if he says, I don't want the Michigan State job, I can live with that. But if we wind up hiring one of these freaking no-name bums and it comes out that Urban Meyer, or that Alan Haller never engaged the donors for an interested Urban Meyer and we lost out on having him, albeit just for four or five years, because Alan Haller just wasn't hot on him, If I find out that happened, and I think I can speak on behalf of the rest of the fan base that wants to see some enjoyable football and not just root for a guy who has a bunch of church buddies as as assistant coaches, good luck finding people to show up on Saturdays. And good luck when you have those poor college interns calling up asking for money because that well is going to dry up. You are dangerously close to critical mass 
of apathy. And you know what? If you hire one of these guys when Urban Meyer was out there and interested, but you never just ponied up or you never returned the interest because you wanted your own guy, why not just go out and resign right now? Because that'll be a more graceful exit than what's coming for you. Offensive minded. Sure, you could listen to static. <laughs> or you could get the free Game 730 AM mobile app in your app store today and listen longer. Without the interruptions from the static. Listen live to all your favorite moments in sports and hear all the action. The Game 730 AM app also has tons of great restaurant deals for you. It's waiting for you right now in the app store today. The Game 730 AM app is powered by Driven Collision. We make friends by accident. The Detroit Red Wings are back for another season on the Lansing Sports Network. He shoots, he scores on a backhand. Lansing's Big Talker, 1240 WJIM. Never miss a game again, whether you're on the go or just like doing it the old-fashioned way and sitting around the radio. Perkins scores from the right side goal line. Every face-off and every playoff can be heard on Lansing's exclusive home for Detroit Red Wings hockey. 1240 WJIM, Lansing's only home for hockey. The, the, the best in sports talk starts now on the only station the people of Lansing turn to for sports. The game, 7.30 a.m. Back to wrap it up with you. Get you on your way to this weekend. I hate to sour puss all over your beginning of the weekend here, but <laughs> dude, the tea leaves are pretty obvious. That state is going to settle for a bum of a head coach, unless this is all an incredibly sophisticated and coordinated disinformation campaign to throw us off the scent of the true hire. And does this really strike you as the kind of place that could pull that off? I hope so. Now, I'll give Heller credit. He's kept it super tight-lipped, and I didn't think that was possible. But the lack of leaks is impressive. And he was a cop, so, you know, maybe he does know how to, like, use intel to, you know, throw people off the scent. We can just only hope. Yeah, I'm down to hope, which isn't a strategy. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm down to. By the way, no high school football tonight because Brock and Doc will have... East Lansing versus Muskegon for you tomorrow, live from Greenville High School. And that's a one o'clock kick. So tune in tomorrow to the game, 7.30 a.m. for that, okay? Hopefully uh, the Trojans can get by. What's Muskegon? The Lumberjacks, right? Muskegon's the Lumberjacks, I think. I don't know why you're asking me. And a perennial high school football power. Mm. All right. um, I got a couple of messages I can read before we get out here. John Freeberg says, are you serious? Harlan Barnett, no way. The guy is clueless. Yeah, look, the last shred of sanity I have is predicated on him getting an interview just out of, oh, shucks, he's one of our own. Just a professional courtesy, right? Mm-hmm. That, like, there's no excuse. That's the only explanation. Sparta Gator in Westphalia says, I actually like the idea of the Atkins guy better than someone like Leipold. What? A risk for sure, but maybe that's a guy with at least some upside. Barnett only on the list because they had to play nice. Yeah, would I rather Atkins over Leipold? 
I don't know. I don't know. Atkins has never called plays, and he's my age. I know Leipold's 60-something, but have you watched Kansas at all, Dr. J? I have. They have a good offense, mm-hmm. and it's here's what I like about their offense. It's a nice blend of you know college like spread concepts with what has taken over the NFL, that like Shanahan style uh, pre snap motion. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot going on before the play starts on that offense. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It really is the intricacy of it. Motion is I think pre snap motion on offense is so underutilized. It's starting to come around in vogue. But it's just, it's such a bitch for the defense. When the offense is moving all over the place, first of all, it gives you a tell of what the defense is going to do. If they're following your guy, you at least know it's in man. But it's, you get guys moving across a formation like that, and the odds are it's college football. These aren't pros. They're going to screw up their assignment on defense. Mm -hmm. It's just a beautiful thing to watch. I love, I would love to have that offense here, given they have the kind of quality player at the talent level that could pull it off in the Big Ten, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Leipold doesn't know how to recruit this area. I don't care that he built a national championship at Wisconsin-Whitewater. That was might as well have been a different sport. He's recruiting the top dogs here. Can he get the right guys to make this work in the Big Ten? I doubt it. I don't know. It's a crapshoot, unfortunately. All right, we're out of time. And I'm out of sanity. I just, I mean, do you blame me? No. How can I feel good about this? Hopefully I'll feel better on Monday. Right? Right? Yeah. Maybe there'll be an Urban Meyer development. Probably not. Maybe he'll he'll wear a green suit on Saturday. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. I've been tuning in to Big Noon Kickoff. For like six weeks thinking this will be the Saturday. Oh gosh. This will be the one. Oh no. Save us. <laughs> Please, Urban. Please. I hope you have a good weekend. Until Monday, four to six. Be safe and be good.